This morning on the third hour of today, Dad's Got This. Meet a reassuring father figure sitting down for a meal with millions of followers on TikTok. How he's connecting with people all over the world. Plus, a musical edition of Generation Next. The young artist sharing his love of classical music by putting a piano spin on some modern hits. And it's Superfood Friday. Joy Bowers warming us up with some chili. And you can even use some of those Thanksgiving leftovers. That's all ahead today, Friday, November 25th, 2022. From Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. And a good morning to you. Welcome to this third hour of today, a special Friday morning. <laughs> we hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. If Mr. Roker were here, he mm-hmm. would say, we're not really here. <laughs> so, but it's, I'm glad you but woke we would up be and he's not. Right, there you go. exactly. There you That's go. true. Yeah. Craig, Dylan, Chanel, you know the gang. Uh, whether you did all the cooking or just a whole lot of eating, sit back, relax. We've got a great hour ahead with some of our favorite stories that we brought you recently. Mm-hmm. They, they, they've been carefully uh, cultivated yeah. just, just for, <laughs> for this you. audience. Yes. We uh, love getting the chance to re-show you guys yes. our favorites in case you missed them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So right. it, it, anyway, before we get into all the, all the Black Friday stuff, because a lot of folks are doing some shopping, mm-hmm. kicking in the high gear, the holiday Absolutely. shopping season. There was this Washington Post article. And, you, and I know you've probably done this. I don't know if you've done this. Okay. So apparently, <laughs> according to this Washington Post article, they looked at buying on social media, whether that's mm-hmm. TikTok, Instagram, another site. It's increasing in a big way. I would yeah. say about 14% of the things I buy. Do- wow. <laughs> wow, that is so Deloitte's specific. holiday <laughs> survey found that 34% of those surveyed, 34% said that they plan to use social media for shopping. That's up from 28% just a year ago. Although Absolutely. I do find sometimes when I do order something, I'm like, oh, those sweatpants look so comfy and amazing. And then you get them and like the quality of them <laughs> right, is, that is not true. great. And I, usually when it's twelve ninety nine, you can't lose because if it doesn't work. <laughs> and the girl in the picture looks great wearing them. So, <laughs> exactly. so you use social I media? I do it a lot. What do you buy? Um, T-shirts that have sayings on it. What was that one I had on the other day? Remember you were like, oh, oh you wear our T-shirts and um, sayings. I know. Oh, shoot. <laughs> it was a biggie one. Oh, to all the ladies in the place. Oh, I did like Grace. that one. I, that I one. did like that one. That uh, all those one. kinds of things. I bought a blazer. See, that's risky. No, I, and I wear it all the time. You know what? Next time I wear it on this show, I'll say, hey, guys, I got so this So you'll just Instagram. be scrolling on, like, Instagram or TikTok. And, it's like, it's like sees me. And they know, know, oh, they know you. They know that's you. That's exactly what their business model is. So everyone's I see doing you, it. Chanel. This is handpicked like, okay. just for you. I, I will say, I used to mock those people yes. and then about six months ago. Something, I can't remember what it was, but it came through. You were targeted? But I, yeah. Wait, I th- what was it? I do remember. I it was, was it a shirt? Was it, it, was it another saying? Oh, it was a shirt. It was. It has, did it have a saying? Oh, it had South Carolina. It said home across the front. See? I was like, I need that they shirt. They get that. They, they, they get you. And you got it. I did. They hear you talking about South Carolina all the time. <laughs> now that we're having this conversation, I guarantee you, yes. when you log on to Instagram. The next one's going to say God's country. That's right. Yes. That's right. Uh, if you have not finalized your holiday plans, by the way, you might want to consider a festive location. Ooh. So we're going to help you do that this morning. Today.com, our website, put together the 25 best Christmas towns for That's a winter cool. getaway. And they include, stand okay. by, I feel like we should have a dinner. Park Ooh, City, pretty. Utah. Okay. No surprise there. The mountains help, too. Yeah. I went to Carmel by the Sea in California. There's Carmel by that's, the Sea. Yeah, that's Christmassy? That's, uh, it's beautiful. If you live pretty. on the West Coast, maybe. Why not? Duluth, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. 
Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, nice. not much of a surprise, since that is where, you know, Bethlehem, Jesus. Sure, yeah. yes. And of <laughs> Bethlehem, course, Jesus, you know. And, of course, the Big Apple. I mean, of course, yes. like the Mecca I mean, the for Absolutely. Absolutely. Was it right first there. in Park City, Utah? I went to band camp. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> in Park City, Utah? Yeah, it was like a, the only band camp you? I ever went to. Um, tenth grade. Wow. Yeah, what what instrument did you play? First chair clarinet. Wait, why do we course, have course Craig's picture as a violinist? And that, that's right. We don't have her picture we as a clarinet. Have cameras then. No, I'm just kidding. What? No, I don't know why. My mom didn't like save like, a picture of me. Those are the side by sides you need. The we violin. Need that picture. The Maybe we could do a third hour of today band. Did you I play the recorder? <laughs> we didn't need the sound. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's, that's what it sounds like. That was really impressive. Oh, right? God. Do that again? No. Make the recorder sound? I cut for a second, I turned my head. I was like, she took a recorder out? <laughs> Why are you playing her? <laughs> Like a recorder. <laughs> With those glasses and that recorder, it's okay. amazing you okay, ever Mr. got married. Okay. Uh, We've seen your pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Another part of the season, of course. You're right. I shouldn't be throwing yeah, stones yeah. living in that glass house. Uh, another part of the season, of course, sending out holiday cards. Mm. Have you already shot no, your No, but pictures? I have my idea. Oh, okay. yes. We had a nice family picture from Italy. Oh, so yeah. here's what I want to do with my Christmas cards. So be surprised when you get it. Okay. Take that family picture because yeah. I don't think we can re- recreate it and say, like, Buon Natale. Like, because we were in Italy, it means oh, Merry yeah. Christmas yeah. in Italian. Oh, I was going to cool. say Rome 2022. That's a great idea. Thank what you. are you doing? She now looks confused. Because <laughs> she hadn't thought one, she hadn't thought one second about her Christmas card. Every year I end up having to find like pictures of her. Like, it was a great year. And you know, what I love, you know what I love about Chanel's Christmas card? I always get it just in time for Valentine's Day. <laughs> It'll say New Year cheer. <laughs> <laughs> so parade, parade has put together some etiquette when, yeah. when it comes to sending out those holiday Uh-oh, cards. Oh, here we go. And I think we all need to hear this. And okay. I, I actually didn't know this first one. For example, you should have your card arrive oh my goodness. two weeks before the holiday. Why, you ask? Well. Otherwise, it's going right in the trash. No. Because if they weren't planning to send you one, then it gives them time to go, Boom. shoot, I got That's exactly you. why. That's why every time I get a card, I'm like, okay, write that name down. Yeah. Right. Down. Send you one. Here's okay. another one. Make sure to include a personal note or a signature that's legible. Because I not- started doing that, yeah. and then I get halfway through this stack of cards. And I'm like, up. why did I start this? Well, here's why I think people should do it. Because sometimes you get a Christmas card from, like, your best friend from the seventh grade. And you don't know yes. who they are. And you see their family like, oh. <laughs> who is this? Who are these people? Especially so- when people just do their kids because they don't want to get right. it together to yes. take the picture right. of the adults. So then you're like, who's kids? And they've moved three times, yeah. but they, they still have your address. <laughs> so put, like, let us let people know who you are. And there's another thing. Okay. If you want to list the family as a group, you don't need to include the apostrophe. Exactly. What you do you mean? So, like the Melvin. So I didn't know what to do, so I do the Melvin family. Okay. We'll so, take that. Because I don't know how, which is funny because down I wish I brought it up. Downstairs on my desk right now, I have a card addressed oh. to the Melvin family. Oh. I think it's a thank you card from one of my kids. Oh. To his family? Like after you sent a gift for like one of the kids that I had. Yeah. And I, I don't <laughs> know kids. which one it is. Because right, they And lot. I don't know what it says. Right. That's cute. But it's in the envelope. Oh. So I, I should bring it up and give Bre- it to next you. Time, bring so it. you're not supposed to say the Melvins? No, you, no, no you well, the Melvins Melvin. plural, Not possessive. That's good. So All right, anyway. Yeah. And digital cards. Digital cards are apparently you send you don't send digital no, cards. No, no. Yeah, we're old fashioned. Yeah. Um, would you guys ever consider doing something called a house swap? Have you heard yes. of this? Yes, house swap. A house swap. I would love that. Okay. Well, I didn't know about it until the Guardian told me. The Guardian had this article up recently about people 
who swap their homes yes. with others for Absolutely. their vacations. Isn't so, that like VRBO? <laughs> no, because you would actually go to the other person's house. Like you know them? Oh, oh, oh. So, a dire- it's a direct situation. So I'll do, I'll, I choose Al Roker. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> Have fun in my apartment. So if you watch, if you watch the movie The Holiday, this is I where Cameron, Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet's characters, they do this in the yes. movie. Um, and those who have done it, who have swapped homes, they say it saved them like money on accommodations. Good idea. It's allowed them to visit yeah. places they didn't even think about. It's a great idea. Would you, would you do that? A hundred percent. I like it. Really? Absolutely. I wouldn't have discovered South Carolina without doing something simple. Oh, that's true. I mean, you go to a place and yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So if you want a nice two-bedroom apartment, <laughs> but it's in downtown Manhattan. Yeah. With yeah. all your family. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that sounds exciting. I think it's a great There's idea. There's milk in the fridge. Listen, just, you can save money. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes you want a hotel. Right, you want somebody to be able to come in. Most times, I have a hotel. other times you don't want that. You want to be able to just, just stay be. somewhere. I love the idea. Yeah. Okay, well, right. people are into it. I guess yeah. you guys are speaking for America. <laughs> uh, coming up here on a Friday morning, we got a, a bit of a different take on Dad's Got This. A guy who doesn't have have kids of his own, but nonetheless, he's still dishing out fatherly advice to millions of people. Really cool it. story coming up, and then later you've. You've never heard Lizzo like this, Dylan Dreyer. You've never heard her like this. The musician who is remixing modern hits to introduce a whole new generation to classical music. Al spent some time with him. We'll have that for you when the third hour of today comes right back. So good. Hey guys, Willie Geist here, reminding you to check out the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. On this week's episode, I get together with my NBC neighbor, Jimmy Fallon, to talk about his 10 years as host of The Tonight Show, reflecting on his long career in comedy, his years at SNL, and yes, landing the biggest job in late night. A little time backstage with Jimmy Fallon. You can get our conversation now for free, wherever you download your podcasts. Join Hoda Kotb for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back. Time now for our series, Dad's Got This. So recently, I had the chance to sit down with a TikTok star dishing out encouragement and fatherly advice to millions of followers. And here's the thing. He's not even a parent himself. Lock those elbows out, please. Make sure you're all bracing your core through this movement. When 26-year-old fitness trainer Summer Clayton, who goes by the handle Your Proud Dad on TikTok, first started making how-to videos on social media, he couldn't have imagined that millions of people would one day be calling him dad. 
but that's exactly what's happened. Really nice to meet you. How did the whole thing start? It started out in these funny videos. Um, from there, it kind of moved into something more altruistic. What's up? Promise coming up, you guys. So I gotta teach you how to tie a tie. After an initial run of how-to videos about hygiene, cooking, and life skills, Summer, who's not a parent in real life, decided to try something entirely new. What if he invited his viewers to enjoy a virtual meal while he played the part of the perfect dad? It's very much interaction with the other person on the other side of the screen, asking them how their day was, going through like a little virtual check-in. Look at us, huh? Best friends. The Dinner with Dad videos became an instant success. In each of his videos, he sets a plate of food in front of his own and invites viewers to join him for a wholesome dinner with Dad. I love you. And I think I realized right away that uh, there were people who didn't have that sort of interaction from some of the comments that I would see. What would you see? You know, comments like, oh, can you adopt me? I wish you were my dad. My dad doesn't treat me this way. They made comparisons between what they saw in me versus the relationships they saw with their parents. Hey, good morning. And with more than three million followers, the messages and comments keep pouring in. Bree Roberts grew up without a father figure in her life, and she's now one of Summer's loyal followers. I feel like he literally almost looks at all of his followers as if they are his children, and he has our best interest in mind. And it's hard to find genuine people, especially on TikTok. How much of this void that you were filling comes from a void that you had in your life? The relationship I had with my dad, it, it was great at first when I was really, really young. And then somewhere in the middle, uh, it really broke down. See, my dad was more of the disciplinarian, and I think that drove a really big wedge. I felt, man, I, I don't really even want to be around my dad. And so for some years, it was this breakdown and just, I just wanted to separate. And I brought some for my dad. He's from New Orleans. Mom and dad are from Louisiana. So he's going to give it a try. Let's see. Let's see what you think. And although they've had their rocky patches, Summer has been working toward a sense of healing with his parents over the last few years. We were able to have a real frank and honest conversation about it, and they were able to realize some of the things that they did. And we're gonna bring you up, we're going to clothe you, feed you, uh, make sure you have a roof over your head, and that is raising a kid. But there's a lot of other stuff behind the scenes, like talking about hard things and making sure they have someone to lean on. And I have older adults who are uh, parents that are soon to be, or who are currently parents, who will say, man, I, I want to start doing some of these things for my kids, which is really fulfilling to know that they see me that way and not as just some random guy talking to his phone on the internet, you know, with two plates of food. I'm glad you mentioned the two plates of food because I watched some of these videos and I wondered what happens to the other plate of food. Right. I eat it. I oh, you eat absolutely. both. I do. Mystery solved. Yep. <laughs> I mean, so Summer now has more than 5 wow. million followers on TikTok. He says that he plans to continue to use that platform for even more good by doing a fundraising campaign during the holiday season. Oh, that's a good deal. Oh, yeah. All right, coming up, a musician putting his own spin on today's biggest pop hits and introducing classical music to a whole new generation. And then later, snapshots of some powerful women, the organization that is empowering female veterans and supporting the troops by taking a page out of the 1940s. We'll be right back.
It's time now for our series Generation Next and a piano player who is shaking up the classical music scene. Al recently stopped by the Yamaha showroom here in New York City to meet one of their endorsed artists who goes by the name Black Bach. You can tell a story with no words. I think that's what really interests me about classical music is the journey that it takes you on. Black Bach, born Charles Wilson III in Detroit, started playing the piano at just four years old after years of study. Not to mention a family of musicians behind him, he was soon playing in local jazz clubs and lounges. My first piano uh, cost my parents a hundred bucks and my dad got some black paint and he painted it all up and we got it tuned. It was enough for me to, you know, learn and uh, become proficient on it. I understand your mom had a certain way of helping you keep rhythm. Yeah. She would chop vegetables. <laughs> really? <laughs> be, yeah. When I would practice, she would bring whatever she was cooking into mm -hmm. the piano room, and she would sit there and she... All that practice paid off. Along the way, Bach fell in love with classical music, and that fuels his drive to change any preconceived notion. How did you come up with the name Black Bach? I went into my cultural roots, which mm -hmm. are in hip-hop, and I decided, well, why not a rap name? Even though you're doing classical Even music? Even though I'm doing classical music, yeah. Also, it's a, um, it's a tribute to Johann Sebastian Bach, who was a disruptor for his time. He was uh, creating music that people didn't understand, but then when they did understand it, it was, wow, this is brilliant. Are you a disruptor? I would like to think so. Um, How so? People don't normally listen to classical music. I would love to be the entrance ramp for more people. When you're listening to popular music, do you hear the classical parts of it? Still the same harmonic structure, still the melodic structure. It's just a different version of it. Bach now has something to say with what he describes as a neoclassical sound that's all his own on Black Book Deluxe. What are you trying to convey with these songs? These songs are reflections of where we are mm -hmm. as a society. They're also reflections of things and experiences that I've had myself get. Where do you want to go from here? I just want more people to be able to enjoy this music and to understand that, you know, classical music is for everyone. It is not just for, for uh, one group of people, it's mm -hmm. for everyone. He is so impressive. Black Bach is working on original compositions for a new album and he's planning to launch a tour next year. Such talent. Impressive. Yeah. Really awesome. Yeah. All right, still ahead, it's more than just a refreshing beer, the groundbreaking brewery where every sip tells a story. And then later, we are going behind the scenes of those Christmas movies. We all love to see how Hallmark creates holiday magic in a heat wave. <laughs> we'll be right back. So back in 2009, President Obama signed a bill declaring the day after Thanksgiving Native American Heritage Day. And we recently found out about a brewery that's sharing that heritage in a whole new way. Bow and Arrow creates flavors that offer a taste of Native American culture and history. We genuinely have this love and appreciation for the land and the special place we live in. And it seems that authentic approach has really resonated with people. For six years, Shyla Shepard and her wife, Missy Bigay, have been sharing stories of their native people. And they're doing it through beer. 
Shyla and Missy are the co-founders of Bow and Arrow Brewing Company in Albuquerque, New Mexico, the first Native American woman-owned brewery in the U.S. I know you're in the Southwest now. That's not where you grew up, right? I grew up on the prairies of the Fort Berthold Reservation in Western North Dakota, where I'm a member of the Mandan, Hidatsa, and Arikara Nation. Growing up, I've got wonderful memories of being with my grandma. She's planting, you know, rows of corn, and eventually they'd find their way into her famous corn ball. So, you know, I had the joy of watching her and really educating me on our agricultural history. Today, that respect for land and agriculture is at the very heart of bow and arrow. How is this all part of the way you tell the Native American story? I see incorporating indigenous ingredients as a way of sort of reclaiming some of our agricultural histories that has sometimes been lost. The brewery is preserving that history by sourcing the beer's indigenous ingredients from local tribal-owned businesses. Got blue corn from Santa Ana, Pueblo. They have a mill, so they're roasting the corn for us. And we've used three-leaf sumac from Navajo Agricultural Products Industries. And this creates markets for their products. It sustains jobs where they're desperately needed and recirculates the dollars in our communities. And that matters to us. The couple is also using their platform to give back to their community by launching their Native Land Campaign just last year. We are brewing on the ancestral lands of the Tiwa people. An international craft beer collaboration for other breweries in the industry to recognize the ancestral land they brew on. We developed the recipe and label. The objective is to not only acknowledge the history of Native people on the land we live and brew on, but to generate resources to support advancing ecological stewardship, access to ancestral lands, and proceeds of the beer sales have been donated to Native organizations doing this work. We had 47 breweries that have released their beers. Total contributions to date are at just over $80,000. Even the White House has taken notice of the brewery's impact. And you're not just doing this in your little corner of of the world here. You were invited to Vice President Kamala Harris's pride reception. I don't know how they learned about us or our story, but yeah, it's very humbling. The second gentleman actually paid you a visit at the brewery, right? Were you expecting that? No, that was totally unexpected. And I was so thankful that I wasn't like running errands, but it was a pretty cool experience for us and for the team that was here. For Shyla and Missy, their hope is to keep making a difference for the future of Native Americans while also still honoring the contributions of their people. Today we remember and acknowledge not only the history and sacrifice of our ancestors, but also celebrate our people's resilience and resolve and the fact that we are still here. And their beer is really good, too. Bow and Arrow just launched the second year of their Native Land collaboration. And this year's recipe is a Mexican-style lager with heritage corn. Part of the proceeds will be donated to a nonprofit education farm on the Navajo Nation that's dedicated to passing down the knowledge of their culture, history, and heritage foods to future Native American generations. Such a good deal. All right, well, now from cans to calendars. We recently told you about an organization called Pinups for Vets. They are empowering female veterans and support our troops by channeling some classic looks. It's not just a calendar of girls, it's a calendar of fellow veterans. Being a part of Pinups for Vets just made me feel beautiful. I also model, but this is a completely different entity, and it made me feel beautiful and empowered in a completely different way. 
Former Marine Annika Hutzler and Army veteran Shaylin Harris signed up to protect and serve our country. Now they're giving back again in a very different way. Right there, beautiful. Hold it. Modeling in a calendar of female veterans, celebrating their strength, service, and beauty in all forms, and raising money for an important cause close to their hearts. So talk to me about the concept of, of a pinup. I consider a pinup to be a beautiful celebration of a woman. And I think that it's helped a lot of the ladies um, sort of reclaim that femininity. And I just think it sh really shows how multifaceted women are. They can be these incredibly strong warriors that deploy and go to combat, yet they also have these incredible you know, feminine sides of themselves. Pinups for Vets was founded in 2006 by Gina Elise, the granddaughter of an Army veteran. We do everything from donating state-of-the-art rehab equipment to veterans hospitals nationwide to help them expand their therapy programs, to shipping care packages to deployed troops, to doing a 50-state hospital tour. Beyond the organization's work, the project gives the veterans a sense of personal pride. Talk to me about being a woman in the military. Um, what did it mean to you then and what does it mean to you now? Being a woman in the military is such an empowering thing because we're not seen a lot. And growing up as a little girl, you don't think about the women in the military and you don't think that this is an option for you. You always see G.I. Joe and never G.I. Jane. To be able to get dressed up into a pinup and have be displayed on this calendar. It's such an amazing experience to be able to show people that I am a woman veteran, I am an amputee, and I am beautiful. She's gonna make me cry. I know. <laughs> what is it that brings tears to your eyes that makes you so emotional? I know, I don't know. It's just an emotional thing. Just to see we're in such a masculine role in the military. You see us in uniform, combat boots, camo, you know, paint and stuff like that. And I feel like the pinup era is like the epitome of femininity. It's just complete opposite of what we are in uniform. For Shaylin, the calendar also honors the women who came before her. I feel like just a personal note for me being a black woman in the calendar, there's black female veterans. So it gives them, you know, a spot to like, oh, you know, I could do that as well. But also tying it back to the original era, there wasn't a lot of black women showcased in that light. And what did it feel like when you finally saw the finished product? That was amazing. I was like, who's that? There is so much pure joy that you can take just from that single moment. And you can see that through the picture. I want to spread that joy to others. If you had to share a message with the world, what would it be? No matter where you are, no matter who you are, whether you're impacting one person, whether you're impacting a million people, you can make an impact. I want to be that role model in the veteran community. I want to be that role model in the amputee community. Say yes. Don't don't let fear, you know, run your life. Pretty much just step out on faith and just say yes to opportunities. Since our story first aired, Pinups for Vets donated brand new rehab equipment to four veterans hospitals. And they're selling their 2023 calendars now if you're looking for a stocking stuffer that will make a big impact. What a great idea. Absolutely. What a no great cost. idea. Just ahead, one of the hottest holiday movies of the year. Literally. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to show you how Hallmark creates a winter wonderland in the middle of summer. And then a little bit later, Joy Bauer is going to show us how to turn some of those Thanksgiving leftovers into a whole new meal. That looks good. Third hour of today, right back after this. Really? Yum. 
up and watching Hallmark Christmas movies is a cherished tradition this time of year. But it might surprise you that a lot of them are made in the middle of summer. Stay tuned, host and NBC News Now anchor Savannah Sellers went behind the scenes just to see how they pull off that movie magic. The countdown to Christmas has begun, and for many of us, the quickest way to get into the Yuletide spirit is by watching a holiday movie. And action. Merry Christmas, honey. Hallmark is rolling out 40 new films this year and invited us on a behind-the-scenes visit. It's Christmas morning. Of the brand new movie, Haul Out the Holly. We've got everything we need to make Christmas magic happen. Nutcrackers, gifts, the tree, ornaments. Only problem? It is 91 degrees. I've got to get the sweater off. While the finished product might look like a winter wonderland, the weather outside is actually frightful. They're filming during summer in the suburbs of Salt Lake City, so instead of preparing for icy conditions, they're taking heat wave precautions. Need any sunscreen? Not what you'd expect, even for veteran actor Stephen Tobolowski. I thought when I was going to do a Hallmark movie, they are going to drive me up to the to the snow, to the ski areas here in Utah. No, we are in sandy Utah. This bottom layer is just to soak up the sweat. It's nothing but sweat from here down. Star Lacey Chabert knows a thing or two. This is my 12th Hallmark Christmas movie. So you're a pro. I love these movies so much. They bring me so much joy to film. Was it difficult at all to get in a Christmas mindset this time of year? Yeah, it's the middle of summer and it's extremely hot and we're wrapped in coats and sweaters and hats and gloves and it's 107 degrees outside and we are bundled like it's four. Do you have to keep kind of reminding yourself, like, act like you're cold? Always. Yeah. I mean, a couple times during the scenes, I'll end up like accidentally like fanning myself. <laughs> like, you're just so hot. But you're like, no, cold, cold, yeah. shivering. Because you do, it goes against your bodily instincts. You know, you're trying to cool down. But we have all sorts of tricks for cooling ourselves down, taking those layers off in between, fans, ice packs. It just kind of <laughs> comes with the territory. Lacey's leading man in the movie, Wes Brown, stepped in to teach us some of those on-camera tricks to looking cool. First, wipe the sweat from your brow. Okay, yeah, that can't be seen. No, that can't be seen because right. it's freezing. Then we're just gonna uh, okay. get up next to this guy, get warmed up, and then uh, okay. fake fire. We definitely have to get into the shivers while wiping the sweat away. So for this real-life neighborhood, what's it like when Christmas comes to town in summer? For Hallmark superfan Carolyn Thurgood, it's been a dream come true. I've loved it. Yeah. I'm gonna miss when everyone leaves because even the Hallmark crew has become my friends. Even Lacey Chabert told me happy birthday. <laughs> the movie's set designer even recruited the actual inhabitants to break out their own decorations a few months early. What has this been like to see your home transformed, your street transformed in the middle of August? So weird, <laughs> so weird, especially when they're blowing the snow yeah. and you're like, it really looks like it's winter. You heard her right. These guys' job is to let it snow using a big tank and hose. They spray the set with foam so every shot looks like a winter wonderland. Gotta stay warm. But in this heat, it melts off in about 15 minutes. So I thought I'd swoop in to help. This takes some upper body strength. A Christmas miracle on Evergreen Lane.
And you can see the finished products this weekend because Haul Out the Holly premieres tomorrow night on Hallmark Channel. And this season, you can also stream all of your favorite Hallmark movies on Peacock, which, of course, is part of our parent company, NBC Universal. I love that. All right. Up next, something to warm you up while you binge watch all those Christmas movies. Joy Bauer is making a hearty chicken chili. Yum. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna book club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, parents, homeschoolers, and teachers. Trusty narrator here from the Who Smarted podcast. Our 15-minute episodes are perfect for car rides, bedtime, break time, class time, or any time. We make learning science and history fun and funny for 7 to 11-year-olds with new episodes every week. Look for Who Smarted on any podcast platform or at whosmarted.com. And teachers get a free subscription to our ad-free version by clicking educators at whosmarted.com. Well, as Dylan has been reminding us, it's getting quite cold. So this morning in Superfood Friday, Joy Bauer making something to warm us up. You can even get creative and use some of those Thanksgiving leftovers as well. Take it away, Joy. In my house, we like to say when it's chilly outside, it's chilly inside. And today we are going to make a butternut squash chicken chili that is so delicious. Here I have just sauteed one diced onion and a red bell pepper until it's nice and soft. And we're gonna start to add our seasonings. So first things first, a tablespoon of chili powder. Now I have some ground cumin, a teaspoon of ground cinnamon, and last but not least, a little bit of smoky paprika. And before we add anything else, I'm going to stir and saute and let all of the seasonings sort of toast and really flaunt their flavor. So just about 60 seconds. I'm adding the tomato paste, which is really going to richen the tomato flavor and also help to bolden the texture. Mix this around just for about a minute and we are ready to build the entire chili. So I'm putting in now my butternut squash. So here I have small little pieces that are cut up and my butternut squash is raw. You add this in. If you happen to have in your fridge leftover cooked squash or even sweet potato, it's perfect. Just hold off and you put it in at the end because if you put it in too soon, we don't want it to get soggy. Next, two cans of fire roasted tomatoes with all of the liquid. And I'm gonna add in our classic beans. So I have two cans of rinsed and drained black beans. So I'm gonna mix this up. And last but not least, I'm going to add our broth. So I'm starting with two cups of broth. I like a really thick, rich chili. So we mix this up and now I'm gonna bring it to a boil and then lower the heat and let it simmer for about 35 minutes because the key is we wanna get that squash fork tender. 
You see all of the beautiful colors. The squash adds a lot of vibrancy to this dish, which is really nice. So here I have a great big pot that has already been simmering, and I'm going to show you that my squash is fork tender and ready for action. And so the last step is just to add our chicken and a little bit of salt. This is a rotisserie chicken. I just took the skin off and I shredded with my fingers the best tool in the kitchen. <laughs> and by the way, if you have leftover turkey in your fridge, you could swap that right in as well. And I mix this in and that's all there is to it. Now I'm gonna bring you over to my island and we're going to decorate it with all sorts of toppings and we're gonna give it the ultimate taste test. I have my bowl, I have my spoon, but first toppings. I love to put on shredded cheddar cheese, a little bit of Greek yogurt, some herbs. I had chives in my fridge, but anything goes. And finally, some creamy, heart-healthy avocado. Going in for the taste test. Mmm. You butternut. Pass up on this chili. Mm. Looks good. Yeah, and something, I mean, to use those Thanksgiving yeah, Day leftovers, too. Uh, for that recipe and more recipes, as always, head to today.com slash food. We'll be right back. Monday on the third hour of today, we're going to catch up with Katherine Heigl. Hoda and Jenna are up next. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.